0: It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC, Camino. Today is Thursday, July 27th, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jem. As of right now, California has officially banned state-funded travel to more than half of the country as a kind of boycott response to anti lgbtq legislation. The California report explores how Democratic lawmakers want to consider changing tactics. Then, after a look at local news and weather, the California News Service details a potential solution to fixing low California community college transfer rates. We close with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California
1: Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. California lawmakers in D.C. introduced a new bill yesterday that would push the Biden administration to expedite new protections for workers. This as extreme heat bakes the country. KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javalaromero Romero reports.
2: More than 400 workers have died from heat-related causes since 2011, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. But that's likely a big undercount. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is crafting new heat illness prevention rules, but that rulemaking process will likely take several more years. California Senator Alex Padilla says that's not fast enough. The administration should exercise its authority uh, to protect workers immediately. The legislation Padilla is co-sponsoring would require OSHA to establish nationwide protections like access to cool drinking water and paid rest breaks within a year from the bill's enactment. For the California Report, I'm Farida Yavala-Romero.
1: Health insurance premiums for Covered California are set to have their biggest hike in five years. CalMatters health reporter Kristen Wong explains what this means for Covered California enrollees. Across the state, monthly premiums are going to increase by an average of 10% next
3: year. While this may be the biggest spike in five years, most people with Covered California won't feel the increase directly because the state has allocated extra money to make health insurance more affordable. Unfortunately, we may not be able to always depend upon this level of financial aid for Covered California. I think the big picture takeaway from this 10% increase is that it signals the continuation of runaway health care costs in California, which may only continue to increase in the future.
1: That's Cal Matters health reporter Kristen Wong.
4: Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives, stanfordmedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food, on the web at theschmidt.org.
1: California bans state-funded travel to other states that discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. That list has ballooned as legislation targeting trans people sweeps the country. Now, Democratic lawmakers want to change tactics. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon examines the impact of California's travel ban and whether it's accomplishing its original goal.
3: In 2016, North Carolina passed an anti-transgender law that required people to use public restrooms that correspond with their sex assigned at birth. There was major fallout. The NBA All-Star Game was relocated from Charlotte to New Orleans. Entertainers and film productions boycotted the state. And California passed a law banning state-funded travel to states with anti-LGBTQ laws on the books. At first, this travel ban only applied to four states but in the seven years since...
2: State-funded travel from California to Iowa has been banned. California is restricting
5: state-funded travel to three states. My office is adding five new states to California's state-funded travel restriction list.
3: California Attorney General Rob Bonta recently brought the total to 26 states. It means California state employees, researchers, and public university athletic teams either can't travel to those states or they have to use private funding to get there. I think we find that it isolates us from being able to be present, be visible, and show examples of inclusivity and success. Democratic State Senate leader Tony Atkins is proposing a tactical shift. She is lesbian and has a bill to repeal California's travel ban and replace it with an outreach campaign for LGBTQ communities in conservative states. Because it really is personal relationships, direct communication and contact that change hearts and minds. Mark Stein is a history professor at San Francisco State University. He had an early run-in with California's travel ban while researching trans issues.
4: I needed to go to to North Carolina to do that research and when I applied for reimbursement on my return, the foundation that holds my research funds put a stop on payment um, based on the policy.
3: Stein eventually got reimbursed because he'd booked the travel before the ban took effect. Aside from complicating research trips and conferences, Stein says the travel ban ends up limiting the topics graduate students research. For example, he says if a student wanted to research the Tulsa race riots or Florida's anti-gay johns committees from the 1950s, they'd have to get private funding to go to those places. Despite that, Stein is not getting behind Senator Atkins' proposal to end the ban.
4: I think it sends a An unfortunate message that the arguments that are coming at us from Florida and Texas are working and that we need to change our value based policies because of economic costs.
3: Instead, he'd like to see an exemption for research or higher education generally. California passed the travel ban to put economic pressure on states that pass discriminatory laws. The fact that the list keeps expanding means it's not accomplishing what it set out to do. But it has been effective in another way.
2: It definitely had an impact on the state, a negative impact.
3: Whit Tuttle is the director of Visit North Carolina, the state's tourism bureau. But measuring the economic impact of a ban on state-funded travel is difficult.
2: You know, it's one thing if an organization is looking to host a convention here and they tell us hey, we're not hosting it here because of this travel ban. But what you don't know is how many meetings didn't even consider you because of it.
3: Tuttle also points out North Carolina's anti-trans law that started all of this was repealed in 2020. The state's Democratic governor also recently vetoed three anti-trans bills. And despite these political shifts, North Carolina is still on California's banned travel list. For the California Report, I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento.
1: And finally, just down the peninsula, Taylor Swift fans, also known as Swifties, have been lining up outside Levi Stadium as early as 3 a.m. this morning. They're hoping to snag some of her merchandise before her concerts this weekend. This marks her first stop in California for her highly anticipated ERAS tour. And that's the California Report for Thursday, July 27th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Mavi Bolaños. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
0: Yesterday, the California Report explored data suggesting that California's community college system may be falling short on one of its most important benchmarks, the transfer rate of students to four-year colleges or universities. Up next, the California News Service covers the ways that a program could aid in solving that problem by allowing community college students to obtain bachelor degrees without transferring.
5: California is rapidly expanding a program that allows students to pursue certain bachelor's degrees at their local community college. Right now, 27 schools offer or will soon offer a baccalaureate degree in career-oriented fields that are in high demand in the Golden State. A bill passed two years ago allows the state to approve up to 30 new degree programs per year. Dr. Constance Carroll is CEO of the California Community College Baccalaureate Association.
4: Most of the students who attend community colleges are what we call place-bound. They oftentimes head families, they're working. They cannot move from their local communities in search of studies elsewhere.
5: The programs are very cost-effective. Four years of tuition for the baccalaureate study costs about $10,500, and many students save money by living at home. You can find a list of the schools and programs on the California Community College's website. Hayden Lampe earned an associate's degree from Feather River College in rural Quincy and plans to return to get her bachelor's degree in ecosystem restoration and applied fire management.
0: The approval of this program allows me to stay in this community that I love. Not to mention the degree itself is going to be so much more affordable than one from a traditional university. So if it wasn't for the availability of this degree, I likely would not have pursued higher education any further.
5: Dr. Aisha Lowe, an Executive Vice Chancellor with the California Community Colleges, says accessibility is key.
1: Our students are predominantly low-income students, students of color, first-generation students, so having those opportunities for an affordable pathway and a local pathway to a baccalaureate degree that leads directly into a workforce outcome is so essential.
5: Current state law prohibits community college baccalaureate degrees from competing with degree programs offered at the University of California or Cal State schools. However, advocates would like to see exceptions made for fields like nursing or teaching that face a big labor shortage. Support for this reporting was provided by Lumina Foundation. For California News Service, I'm Suzanne Potter. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
0: In regional news, a press release today noted that the Nevada County Transit Services Division and Nevada County Now Transit Services will be offering, effective on August 1, 2023, same-day on-demand services to disabled community members. This means that seniors 65 and over and eligible members of our disabled community can call for same-day on-demand rides instead of having to book rides a day or more in advance. It'll operate in conjunction with the already existing current senior on-demand service and will be provided within the regular ADA service area, ADA standing for Americans with Disabilities Act. Disabled individuals must be ADA certified by Nevada County Transit Services in order to be eligible to use the on-demand service, and applications for ADA certification can be found on the Nevada County Now Paratransit webpage at www.ca-nevadacounty.civicplus.com. The on-demand service will operate Monday through Friday from approximately 6.30 a.m. to 7.00 p.m. and Saturdays from 7.30 a.m. to 5.00 o'clock p.m., but that depends on space availability and resources. And on another transportation note, if you're interested in attending the Nevada County Fair but nervous about securing a ride or if you don't want to spend unnecessary time scouring for a parking spot, you may consider taking advantage of Nevada County Transit Services' upcoming Free Fair Days event. KVMR Steve Baker has the details.
2: We're speaking with Robin Van Valkenburg, the Transit Services Manager of Nevada County Connects. And Robin, the Nevada County Fair is coming up, and you've got something extra special. We do. We are offering free fares on all our routes, as well as the free fare shuttle that we offer from downtown Grass Valley to the fairgrounds, and those free fares will be in effect on all our services, so our regular fixed-route Nevada County Connects buses, as well as our ADA paratransit and senior dial-a-ride services on Nevada County now, Um, and they will be in effect through the entire fair, so Wednesday through Sunday. All our services will be free during the county fair, what gave you folks the idea to offer this service? You know, we um, we've been lucky enough to uh, received uh, low carbon transit operations grants through Caltrans in the state of California that allow us to offer these free fare events. And honestly, uh, the county fair is the second largest one that we run, aside from our our twelve days of holiday celebration. Uh, that we offer in December for the 12 days of Christmas, and it, it, it's a fantastic program that allows us to offer free fares on our on our system in conjunction with local community events. So, you know, we're we're trying to give people better access to the events, trying to reduce you know the use of cars, seeing as though parking is always an issue wherever you are in town, and just make it easy and family-friendly for folks to get to the really cool events that we have throughout the, the year in this community. Again, trying to be a good community partner and and help everybody access the, the really great opportunities that we have here in the county. Thanks so much for your time. Right on. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it.
0: According to the union, the Small Business Administration has several resources available to homeowners, renters, or business owners in Nevada, Placer, and Sierra counties who suffered physical damage or economic impacts as a result of the severe winter storms that began on February 21st of this year. On June 30th, 2023, Nevada County was named as a primary county And because of that, the application deadline for low-interest federal loans that would assist with any physical damage from the storm has now been extended to September 1st of 2023. As for Placer and Sierra counties, that June 30th declaration determined that they're considered contiguous counties. That means that their residents are only eligible for economic injury benefits. Interested applicants should initiate an SBA loan application to ensure recovery options by the economic injury deadline of January 3, 2024. Also, a clarification. Yesterday, the KVMR News team reported on a fatal traffic fatality. At the time, few details had been released to the public. Although the decedent's name hasn't been released, we now know that the incident involved a single motorcycle off of Highway 20 near Jefferson Creek Road. The driver had left Carson City, Nevada on July 23rd, and he was headed to his home in Loomis. On Tuesday, his brother became concerned that he hadn't heard from him, and so he drove the route and then walked along the highway, eventually locating his brother's motorcycle down a steep hillside that wasn't visible from the roadway. It's been determined that the decedent was riding his 2009 Harley-Davidson Sportster west on Highway 20 negotiating a descending left curve in the roadway where he was ejected from the motorcycle after traveling off of the steep hillside. His cause of death is pending investigation by the Nevada County Coroner. Turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, clear with a low around 61. Friday, sunny with a high near 88. Friday night, clear with a low around 61. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, Tonight, clear with a low around 47. Friday, sunny with a high near 80. Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 48. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight, clear with a low around 59. Friday, sunny with a high near 92. Friday night, clear with a low around 60. There are currently no red flag warnings or fire weather watches. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. And now, Molly Fisk.
2: Molly Fisk, observations from a
4: working poet. This morning, I was sitting on a bench outside my cafe, waiting for it to open, and a woman walked by and shouted, I have to translate here so the FCC doesn't find this radio station. You are a donkey orifice. I was startled, to say the least. Almost no one shouts at me, and even fewer people call me swear word names. She repeated this loudly about 12 more times as she proceeded down the street, and then turned and walked past again. No one else was around, and she only looked at me once while she said it. It seemed to be kind of an anthem, filled with conviction and rage. I didn't feel scared of her. She was far enough away, but I was definitely alert. I wondered if she was high or mentally ill. She was certainly vigorous, probably mid-30s with a strong voice and a confident stride. Her clothes weren't normal, but I can't describe them either. They weren't noticeably peculiar. Her hair was a bit of a mess. I had never seen or heard her before, and I frequent this cafe every morning, so I wondered if she was new in town or just newly deranged." "'You are a donkey orifice!' I wondered if it felt good to shout like that, and if there was a specific you she meant. Maybe a man or woman in her life, I mean a lover. Or maybe she was mimicking an inner voice speaking only to her. I felt a funny mixture of sorry for her, slightly curious, mildly anxious, and glad it wasn't too hot yet. Then the cafe opened, and I went in to drink some coffee." Later, driving up to the lake, I thought about it some more. I really can't stand the word I am translating here. It's one of those things I just took against right away. I don't mind the donkey word. I don't even mind the whole thing if it were referring to an actual donkey. Not that I think about this very often. What I dislike is the naming of it as a human body part. It turns out, in fact, that I might be kind of a prude. One of my friends and I muse about this sometimes while we're swimming. We both have New England backgrounds and we wonder if puritanism fuels our reluctance to talk about sex with anyone besides who we're having sex with. We've come to no conclusion, which is something I like about these conversations in the water. They often peter out when an osprey flies over us or a motorboat's wake creates big swells and we have to pay attention for a minute to not drown. We move seamlessly on to what's for lunch or which films we aren't going to bother with. Years ago, I wrote a commentary for this station about the TV series Deadwood and had to translate because of that show's prevalent swear word, rooster lollipop. Saying donkey orifice, I see that both of these scan the same, a two-syllable word and then a three with the emphasis always on the first syllable. You can try to avoid poetry, but believe me, it will catch you in the end.
2: Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
0: That's our newscast for this Thursday, July 27th. Head over to our website, kvmr.org, or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast to hear more. KVMR gets support from listeners like you and from the Nevada City Farmers Market. Saturdays, 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Robinson Plaza and Union Street now through mid-December. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, also live music and EBT accepted. ncfarmersmarket.org And Green Acres Nursery and Supply. Reminding listeners to consider watering tomato plants when the soil is dry at a depth of 2 to 3 inches and to fertilize with organics according to package instructions. I dig greenacres.com. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. And a reminder, it's KVMR's 45th birthday this year, and we think it's a pretty big deal. KVMR has made a big impact on our community for the past 45 years, and we want to protect this resource for the next generation. To do so, KVMR has been undergoing a digital transformation, and you can help. When you give a gift to KVMR today, you can get a gift. It's a blast from the past. Local artist and longtime DJ Jerry ann Van Dyke has remastered our 20th birthday t-shirt into our 45th birthday t-shirt, and you can be one of the lucky people to get one. Men's and ladies' styles. Celebrate the past by helping to fund the future today. Donate at kvMR.org. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia Jem. Have a great night.